What's up? It's Tuesday, December 21st. Kyle and I still live in Syracuse in the studio, coming off an amazing live stream event yesterday. We shook off the cobwebs, drank some coffee. We're in the seat, ready to go over a review of what we learned. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat when it's time for the kill. Goodness. Woo. We did us a live stream yesterday. We did a thing yesterday. And tons of fun. Just one. First of all, thanks to everybody that took the time. You know, there were some people that could be there the whole time, some portions of the time. You know, we had people that were listening on planes, and we had people that were in between I didn't calls. Know that one. Yeah, we had someone said, <laughs> I, I, was in, I was on a plane halfway through trying to find the signal, all that type of stuff. So we just really appreciate the community for coming out, supporting, engaging. There was, I think, over 500 comments on the LinkedIn. So there were just people back and forth, you know, talking on the, on the back channel yep. as the conversation was going. It's just a really energy-charged afternoon. And, sure. and we could feel that energy so appreciate everyone yeah sure. really do also want to give give another shout out to uh our friends at cars.com who uh really kind of were a little bit of an instigator for the event we talked about it after our vegas event they were like hey do you want to do something by the end of the year put something together and we want to be a part of it so cars was really kind of that that uh that one that pushed you know me particularly saying like all right let's do it yeah and then i told kyle he's like all right what are we gonna do right <laughs> then before you know it four weeks later it always amazes me. I think when we look at yesterday and um, look at like what you pull off in such a short amount of time, it's like, I don't think people have any idea the speed at which we concept, acquire, crew, ban, right? And and pull this off. Like we're at the end of it. Yes, we definitely had some technical glitches. Yes. For sure. Did. In the beginning, we're going to re-release the intro like because we know there was no audio and the audio wasn't off. There's this whole like... Letterman show Saturday Night Live intro they were supposed to be, but all you got was the band and so. But we have an announcer. We we had an announce like the whole thing. We'll record it. But look, when you move fast, right, you miss some things. Yeah, but the reality is is that the reason why we move fast is because our industry is moving fast, the world is moving fast, and what we realize is that if we tried to put on an event six months from now and we started planning right now, doesn't exist. That event would have. Like we would miss so many elements of what's happening over the next six months. And so the benefit of moving really fast is we we feel like, and hopefully you feel like, that we were able to be really in the moment with what's happening literally currently in the industry, that the trends, the thoughts, the what's up for next quarter, all is real time. And that's what we that's what we want to bring. Like we we constantly want to be on the leading edge of whatever's out there, right? Yep. And you you said yesterday like the the fact that James Orsini shows up in a, an confident NFT cougar hat <laughs> hat of of Gary V just speaks to the nature of like this is what's going on right now. Yeah, James Orsini specifically, right? You have uh, a man who is very well accomplished, has worked for major major companies, has been the CEO of a publicly traded company, Cedo Mobile, and now is wearing to a live stream event in a professional industry a hat with a confident cougar on it, which is a V friend, which is an NFT that Gary hand drew. That is that, that one particularly is probably worth 80 grand. Right. But it's just different levels of thinking. Speaking of different types of thinking. Segway. Okay. One of the things, Kyle, that we were just talking about pre-show that came up yesterday uh, during the session of James Orsini and Dave Meltzer was the concept of wait lists. Yeah. And the reality is, is this is not something that auto has never done. Right, we look at you know different launches where uh, where new product lines for OEMs are coming out, and you constantly get, hey, let me know what's going on 
on this wait list. Yeah. And the OEMs have been able to play in that in that world, get that data pre-market. We call it hand raisers on the marketing side for the, the tier three marketers, right? Mm-hmm. We get the hand raiser list from the OEM. But what we now have the ability to do at the tier two and tier three level is actually execute a very similar thing, right? Where, I mean, we know we know of some dealers that are sold in their pipeline like 200 cars. Yeah. What are you doing to not just sell into that pipeline, but put wait lists on that pipeline, understand data sets prior to transaction that you can execute marketing on, that you can understand where your customer base is headed, what demand generation looks like. Shoot, you can even use that to build brand, right? Now you have people that are hand raisers that are anxiously waiting for a product that you're going to sell them. Like automotive has had that, but never to the extent that we have it right now. Yeah, and think about, this is, uh, Brian Kramer was telling us that he's doing some things with deposits to try and drip feed them content about the car that's coming. Get them excited, keep them excited. So drip feeding the content along the wait list and going like, hey, here's here's something new and exciting. Here's Here's a new trend. Maybe this is something that we now learned about your car that's coming out. This is something, a way that people are driving it. Here's real feedback on someone that just got their delivery. And look, it doesn't even necessarily, let's take that to an easier, well, I can't make content okay i guarantee you there's a great video on youtube about it yes right find it put the link in the email say we love this link it really highlights the towing capacity of this new bronco well because you know that person's doing that anyway right so why don't you drip feed it and become the curator be the dj you think of companies like fisker and fisker they don't have a car to sell and they have to build a wait list and keep people interesting and excited for 15 months We'll see how many months it actually is. Right. Might be more, might be less. <laughs> but that's they're leveraging wait lists to build brand, understand data, so that then they can get more people on the wait list. And when the product does drop, they have a fan, right? And Fisker's got to do it without Elon Musk. Right. Right. Tesla did it with Elon Musk, but that's a whole lot easier. So dealer, if you have a wait list, which you probably do if you're in retail automotive right now, that's just an area that came up, an idea that came in, I love it, from outside automotive. It's absolutely amazing, yeah. And and again, this is something that Tier 1 has executed on for a while, that now we have the, the uh, it's almost necessity yeah. to do at the Tier 3 level, yep. because so many people have sold into their pipelines, and and you don't know what's coming next, right? You can't, there's almost a point where you can't sell into the pipeline, so you have to create a wait list for the pipeline that you understand that you're going to get in February, March, April, and... You're again building brand on a waitlist. Such an, an incredible idea. We won't. It is. It I know. Long, we we didn't really it. even we talk about that until just now. Like, we're like what are we going to talk about? That wasn't on there. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Paul Walzer, chairman of NADA, shows up with a giant Grinch behind him. Beautiful. If you have look, if you haven't seen the live stream, you go go to LinkedIn, go to the Automotive State of the Union page, and you'll be able to watch the live stream. You'll be able to go that you can see it on YouTube. We streamed it across platforms. We haven't even aggregated data or looked at that, but it's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. It's on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where there was, I think, the most interaction. But uh, so Paul Walzer shows up with a big Grinch, right? With like he's like, "Well, I have a big Grinch because the, the Grinch represents what do you say, Philo, yep. in the industry, and the fact that all this inventory nonsense, or not nonsense, but all this inventory stuff is all, perhaps going to cause a major 
accounting problem, and tax problem for dealers because first in, last out reconciliations are a total mess right now. Right, exactly. And this is what I loved about that, right? He didn't come and say, customer experience is uh, the NADA issue. You know, DR tools are the, everything that we're all talking about. They're really looking out for the bottom line of the industry. And that was really cool to me because um, that's, that's a lot of what we don't see on, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or at Digital Dealer. But you know the NADA is out there doing the work for the bottom line of the dealer's, you know, it's, balance sheet. And they're not only doing, like, they're doing the work, meaning they're in Washington talking to legislators saying like, how can we get in some level of exemption or something for this? Because it's going to hurt the industry. And it was unforeseen. It was caused by this. You know what I mean? It's no one doing any funny business. Yep. And uh, yeah, when he said that first, I was like, <laughs> not what I thought our first conversation was going to be right. about, but that's real time important. Yeah. So I, I remember Rhett Riker doing that when he first came on, like I'd never spoke with the chairman of the NADA before until like we're live on the thing. And what, what he said the first time was like, I never thought about that. It was some liability issue. Yeah. It's, it's fun. And it's exciting to talk about customer experience and marketing, right. And leadership and motivation. But it's like, let's talk about Philo account reconciliation yeah. for your inventory. It's like, no, let's not talk about that. But he's like, Oh, if we don't talk about it, like we know what's good for you. We're talking about it. We're plowing the road. By the time you get there, the road's plowed. You can drive on it. Uh, yeah. What other highlights? Well, and right after that, what I love about that is he then he then was able to clarify like his passion for franchise retail automotive being the absolute best distribution. That's the uh, best way to do it for for OEMs and the OEMs actually in the pandemic realizing that that's the reality, right? That. That had they not had the distribution oh, centers all across the country, franchise retail, they wouldn't have been able to survive the pandemic. That's mind boggling. That OEMs talking are about that talking more. About. That's not that's not talked about or highlighted enough. OEMs know it because if you think of not just the network, but let's let's be real. The network is made up of the passionate people that we get to rub elbows with every day on LinkedIn and out at conventions and through this podcast, like. It's the passionate people, the dealers, the the general managers, the sales staff, the BDC, the people that like this business is worth caring about. This community is worth caring about. Like that's what drove everything forward. And the OEMs got a massive benefit. It yeah. wasn't because let let's let's be honest, it's, it wasn't because they're passionate about Fords. Right. <laughs> right? They are passionate about yes. Fords. And you'll find about that the community. more people are passionate about the community and the people that work next to them. Well, and I remember because I was at a dealership and, and a dealer group then. And I can, I can remember the conversations both with us, with the people in our 20 group, with other people that I know in the industry. It was like, we have to stay open because if we don't stay open, there are police cruisers that won't be able to get their oil changed. Yep. There are people that won't be able to get a car because it did get totaled or it did, you know, they are having engine issues and they can't get back and forth to their essential jobs, right? Yeah. If our dealership doesn't stay open, like there, there is a hampering to the rest of the economy. Yeah. And it's that's real. a big deal. Yeah. You were front and row. Like you, you went to work every day. Every Mazda single store. day. Never, never worked from home. Yeah. And so many people in automotive can say that. And, and that, that's a big what was deal. it? Automotive hospitals, grocery stores. Yeah. Basically. About the law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> right? that's, that's a huge deal. And for him to point that out and then it actually get, and what's funny and what I love about yesterday is, it, you know, at digital dealer, it's like everybody's going to all the keynotes. Right. And so you kind of, no one repeats themselves uh, for the most part. Yeah. But yesterday, like not everybody's watching the whole show. Yeah. So then for it to get said by, I think uh, two other people yeah. throughout the day. I think Jim Fitzpatrick said it. Alex Vetter definitely said it. 
just saying that like the the retail automotive network of dealerships and the people in them are by far the best way to deliver an OEM's OEM created vehicle. It's yeah. just the best delivery network if we play the game the way we're capable of playing the game. Yeah. Right? And that's a big if, right? That's why a lot of us do the work that we do to constantly call the industry to a higher level to show and make everyone aware of some of what the rock stars are doing right now so that they can share those ideas so that we can all incrementally grow because if we do that, we don't have to do those things. And if we don't do those things, then we aren't the best way to distribute that. Right. Then the OEMs are going to be like, look, we need to take care of this because it's, it's reflecting bad on our brand and we need to own it. Yep. Speaking of. Segway. Time. People throwing out that the best way to do business is by the dealers. Alex Vetter also had a really key moment in my in my opinion yesterday during the live stream where he said cars.com is realizing and as they look at the net delivery data on conversions that the absolute best path to the highest conversion is getting more people from their website to the dealer website. <laughs> And like literally every single automotive marketer was doing circles in their office oh, yesterday. He said yeah, it. He I could see it. the papers being thrown in the air. <laughs> yeah. Like we've won the war. We won the, war. <laughs> the war's over. Yes. Right. Not yes. quite. That's a big deal because we uh, like as marketers and and you and I both come from that uh, from that side of the industry. That has been our battle cry. It's like no, if we can get more people to our website, they're going to convert at a higher rate, and those people convert to showroom deliveries, like actual deliveries at a like 4x typically from third party sites not that third party sites aren't valuable like there there is and and Ryan Everson yesterday actually on LinkedIn said hey look people people search on kayak people search on yeah, Expedia absolutely. people search on all those places so that's similar in automotive it's not that those places don't have value for inventory placement it's just that the speed to get someone from there yep. to the dealer website is so important and cars.com is saying that that's that that's a reality that they're pressing into so like raise a glass to that man it's one of the things that i've always respected most about cars and alex's leadership of cars that he's an unequivocal advocate for the auto dealer network for franchise automotive and he just said like hey this is the hill i'm willing to die on he said that years ago and you know yesterday is just one of those indicators that you know what he's on the hill still he's not only on the hill he's like braveheart he's on the horse yes right he's on the horse riding back and forth Right. And, and like, look, it's risky to say that it is risky because when, whenever you, whenever you stand for anything, right, you all of a sudden realize that you can no longer take a different path. Yeah. Well, I said this, I was like, wow, he said that live to like at least a thousand people yesterday. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Right. To say, to like come out and say that you there's going to be people hold that accountable and not only any, a thousand people. Right. Like there's people, there's all the speakers in the green rooms. Right. Right. They're watching the show. Like this isn't just a thousand, you know, random people. This is a thousand people paying attention that yeah. have relationships Brian across Benstock's platforms. Like, remember that one time, Alex? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh man. Well, this 15 minutes flew by. Um, look, we're going to have more, we're going to have more uh, follow-ups from the show. We're going to put out a lot of content from the show. So if you haven't seen it or don't have time to go watch it, uh, you'll get drip, drip fed it. And hopefully it spurs more conversations. We are definitely going to, you can go watch the live stream if you want right now. Um, we're going to release a little bit, well, a better produced version of some of the parts um, yeah. in a little bit. But look, until next time, I think you should definitely go check a little bit out. But remember, 
This industry is strong. We're moving forward. We're changing things. We're pivoting. We're moving. We're listening. And we're rolling. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay when they see me. If I said I want no need to repeat, run up on me.